The Truck and Driver podcast is sponsored by Snap Account, the all-in-one payment solution for truck parking, washing, tolls and more. Welcome back to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. This is Chris Madison, or the wreckage of... Back again. It's a glorious Sunday morning as we're recording this. Not a cloud in the sky here in Scotland. The trees have even got little green buds on them. It looks all just a little bit less like a nuclear wasteland. How are you? But you've still got the ice queen in charge, haven't you? Uh, aye, she's um, been up to all, all sorts of uh, shenanigans over the past couple of days. She was getting ripped in Andrew Marr this morning for, for nice. having the cheek to ask her questions that she couldn't answer, you know. The head was really, her head really starts wobbling a lot when that happens. It's quite. Was it spinning round yeah, like that? To, like that monster on the on the Exorcist. Pretty much. Might drop off at the bit of um, Oh, I've got my uh, office chair on my kit. It's like it's like two yeah. weeks until um, the Scottish election. Sort of interesting what happens with that. Yeah. One of our um, politicians or something said this week that a border between Scotland and England would create jobs. That's it. Oh dear. So she'll be getting sh- she'll right? be getting shouted at and not allowed to go anywhere near the press again for that. Nicola said that um, yeah. no, we don't want a border between Scotland and England. And I was like, I was under the impression that that's kind of like what you existed for. Yeah. Anyway, lovely last. Anyway, how's your how's how are you? How's your week been? Busy, busy and tiring. I'm getting too old for this nonsense. Um, darting about alarmingly. I'm. Uh, I've got a load of wood sitting on my back currently that wants to be on its way to uh, Barton and Umber in about an hour if it can crack on. And then I've got a l- load of lettuce seedlings to get whipped down to Newport this afternoon so those happy chappies down there can get on with planting. So that's this afternoon's fun and games on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, don't, I was out last Sunday. It's always... Um, I don't mind going away on Sunday now and again, like, but I wouldn't like to be one of these guys that's doing it like every single weekend. There's a bit of novelty to it sometimes if you're... You're getting away and the roads are quieter and it feels a bit it feels a bit different and everything, but having to crack on and do it every single week I'm less sure about. But I did see you last week because I was out at the Iveco's SWA four sixty demonstrator last week working it for Pollock Scott Trans and I did see you on um, Tuesday going over the river ooze. But you didn't see me. You never do. Usual, you never, usual never, status. Never have you seen my glasses? <laughs> have I seen your glasses? I didn't even know that you wear glasses. Oh, I've had to start wearing readers now. <laughs> have you? Mm, um, what do they look like? I can't do, see. Are, are they like, like Bo Selecta spec? They look like 2.49 off a carousel in uh, Home Bargains spec, is what they look like. Oh. One of my bragging, you know, my sort of top bragging points that I had perfect vision. First medical. One over 45, mm. perfect. Last 12 months, diabolical. By uh, by 8 o'clock at night, I can't see to fill tachograph in when I've finished, so that's nice. I'm going to have to have one of these nano magnifying sheets, no. you know, like you get in Sunday papers. My mate Brian's the same. He's just had to go and get himself a pair of glasses because he does a lot of um, working up really close with stuff, doing like um, fitting, installing heaters and doing aircon stuff. So it's yeah. quite intricate work, and he was finding that he couldn't. Focus. So he's eventually went away and got got himself up mm. in the specs. They're only one point fives or some of these. Oh, I've got, but when I put those on, Taco jumps into my face and slaps me. It's massive. It's like it's like looking at those Hollywood letters on the hillside. It's mm. uh, uh-huh. but then when I take them off for about two minutes, I'm completely blind, yeah. which yeah. is 
handy when you're driving home from yard. Uh, I'm minus three point five on short sightedness, which is uh, it's been like that for years, so it's never changed. So hopefully it doesn't change much in the future. Uh, I can read a number plate three mile away, but stick a book in front of me, I'm buggered. So. How's it been going anyway? Because you've been doing different sort of work to what you were doing before, because you're off running in and out of the ports. You're... Oh, I'm missing that, said nobody ever. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm doing all sorts. Uh, fridge work with plants and cutting cider work with plants and other kind of gubbins. We're doing a lot of minerals. I'm getting all over. The old girl's been sighted in all kinds of places, like Devon and uh, Sussex and all over. So. You're, in the, you're in the latest I'm issue of uh, Trucking Driver. I got papped in Blackburn coming out um, of a works in Blackburn. I think it was Blackburn or Bolton, fo- I'm not sure. It's anyway. a good photo. I thought I've got to include that. It's a nice one. He videoed it. A right. chap videoed me coming out. I saw this guy on pavement and he was filming it and it appeared on Facebook. I tell you, it was in some place. It's in the brand new issue of Trucking Driver, the May 2021 issue. On sale now. Came out on Friday. Had some nice compliments about it again, which, was, which is always nice. Uh, it was Chris Newton who photographed your truck coming out. He videoed it as well, so it's uh, nice one. quite noisy going up road there. I think you like that. So, mm-hmm. Loud pipes saving lives once again. Have, mm-hmm. It must be true because I've never killed anybody in a crossing. So, um, yeah. Well, thanks to Eminox. Good stuff. Well done, Doesn't Eminox. turn the top of the trailers black, does it? Those pipes. That's a good thing. No, she's a clean girl. Good she's thing, a, that. She's coming. She's not a mucky old cat, is she? No. She went MOT pass this year with 0.41, so... That's good stuff, that. Uh, totally different. She's clean. Manky old Caterpillar engine. Pew. Launched that magazine. Oh, Manky. Mm, uh, that's me. I had um, I did just shy of 3,000 kilometres on that S-Way 460 this week, and it was um, mm. surprisingly good, because it was an 11, an 11 litre. I was like, this could, yeah. be, this could be a bit um, of a slug, but... Iveco, it doesn't come with any eco modes on it unless there's a little flap on the passenger side you can flip up, put a key in it and turn it and it would put it into some sort of snidey fleet spec eco mode but nobody's going to do that So, 25 years ago I had a Iveco Eurotech I was on Securico Amiga um, I was at Agricultural College and I was doing agency work and I used to get this brand new Eurotech and that had a big stupid plastic key fitted and as an evaluation tool Securicar and Iveco wanted us to turn it down when we were empty mm-hmm. as a, a test to see if we saved any diesel or not if you turned it down it turned it down to 290 I think or something similar and it was pathetic even when it was empty it was ab- <laughs> oh it was pathetic it was like it running on three cylinders and it fuel economy went up yeah went down sorry it was a right bloody disaster that but they still sound like they're persevering with that mm, yeah, concept I've, of a big switch. I was like, I'm not um, flicking the switch on it to see what it does. I was very rarely running empty anyway. Um, mm. the, the Pollock rooted us pretty well all week. I wasn't too far between anywhere, um, between picking loads up and yeah. dropping, them off, dropping them off. But the, the thing with them is that there's rival manufacturers' trucks that are just sort of economy moded out their mind and the, the yeah. Iveco's got no modes on it or settings and it's it was surprisingly willing it, it went it wanted to pull even if a truck's not massively powerful 
if it's willing to go, then it's it's like oh right, it's when they're trying, they're deliberately like um, being sluggish. That's what I, what I don't like. So I had loads of interest in the truck, loads of people asking questions about it. I was having to demonstrate that the doors shut properly. Uh, you didn't have to slam them twice like the Stralis, and the top lockers were all damped and everything. The only yeah. thing that people are getting on about it with is, oh, well, the dash is awful. It's just black plastic. And I'm, well, a DAF as standard comes as plain grey plastic. The Volvo, yeah, I know that they've improved them a bit for the version 5, but the version 4 was just all plain grey plastic with some suspiciously uh, flimsy bits in it. So... I know the, the Iveco mm. looks quite like a Sega Mega Drive from behind the wheel, but I don't mind that, you know. Couldn't really pick a, a great deal of fault with it. Driving position is better than the Stralis, but it's still a bit too high. I had to drive it with air dumped out the seat. Mm. And I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of struggling to find anything much else wrong with it. I have a good lorry. And I would recommend that if anybody encounters one on demo, go into it with, a, with an open mind and you'll be pleasantly surprised because they perform and handle well and they're comfortable, good bunk to sleep in. And all that. I went and saw one yesterday at Moody Logistics in Northumberland, um, and it had a different setup. It had the one with a swivelling passenger seat and a table, mm. but that means that the bottom bunks in three sections, which means it wouldn't really be suitable for sleeping on because the where it divides the sections that will dig into your back, you would sleep in the upper bunk in that case. But I don't think that um, I haven't seen that setup before in an S way. I've seen it in the Stralis. It's just handy if you want a table at night. It's not something that I would either really make use of, but some people seemed quite impressed with it on Instagram and um, Twitter. That were like, "Oh, yeah, that's great! Yeah. I really, I would like to use that. That would be a great thing to have." So, hey, it's just an S way fest now. After having done for a year, I'm looking for Renaults and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, got some MANs lined up. The DAFs, the Scanias, and the Volvos tend to take care of themselves. Really? Do you remember those Renaults with shares long in back and uh, no passenger seat? No, I don't know. And premiums. The premium, yeah, premium like with bloody... no passenger seat. I have seen a Stralis with no passenger seat, which was a Kuna Nagel truck that removed the passenger seat oh. for some reason. And it had this horrible telematics in it where it would shout at you. It would, like, there would, a voice would come through the speakers and say, harsh acceleration or overdriving or harsh braking. Mm. And I was like, that would drive me up the wall. I don't know what. I'm, why did I have that truck? That must have been an agency job that I did for like one day. Punishment. Must have been something like that. But it was telematic out its mind. Ugh. I think all these disembodied voices they have shouting at you with these um, brigade systems for London and uh, sat navs and rest of it. Oh. Been miles better if they were all standardised to Ian Paisley. Vehicle oh. turning left. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for generations, Noi, you have failed to indicate before you're turning left, so it is. Noi! I think take notice of Ian Paisley. You'd never nod off, would you? Do not drive down the side of this vehicle! Driver is tired! Wake up! Noi! I think Ian Paisley could catch on. I'm sure I'm sure his estate would, That'd be brilliant. would uh, consider offers. Playing with tweezers, I've just found a pair of tweezers on my desk for some reason, and not for the obvious reason. <laughs> Before you start, because there's no magnifying glass. Um, I'm assuming one of the females must have been using my desk for some reason. So, like a man, like a man mm. would do, I've just um, grabbed hold of an eye. I've just grabbed hold of an eyebrow mm-hmm. strand and dragged it out just to see what you know how it feels. Ow! 
Oh, that plucking. Yeah, I do. I pluck them. I pluck oh. the middle bit between my eyebrows because I, yeah. I would have one long eyebrow otherwise. No, no I don't. I just grabbed all the ones just to see, you know, just because I've heard about childbirth and all this, all this stuff they have to go through for us. So um, I thought I'd have a, a token show of solidarity and pull a bit of eyebrow out, but that hurts. I'm not doing it again. So, uh, oof, enough respect. Oh, but this enough is I've respect. got older. I've started mm. growing hair everywhere in places that I don't want it to grow, apart from at the front of my head. Mm. Nice if it would grow back mm. there, but instead it's like growing at the tops of my ears and, and in between my eyebrows and other random mm. places that I'm like, bloody hell, my nose as well. People don't tell I really hope they never find an effective things. cure for baldness because obviously I'll have to get on the programme because you do, don't you? But I had hair like Barry Grant from Brookside or the Scousers from Fast Show, so I don't ever want to go back to that. I had hair like, Le- I had I had proper... hair like Liam Gallagher for a short while, you know? Yeah. So, I'd have had to have hair straighteners and stuff now if I'd have had that. Otherwise, I'd have looked like a proper scouser. Well, I watched a documentary last night on mm. Burt Reynolds, um, mm. which I, which it was a bit of a weird documentary. It had his ex-wife, Lonnie Anderson, on it. Um, mm. And I've read Burt Reynolds' autobiography. And the, the, <clears> I, her version of events um, in the documentary was curiously very one-sided. Um, and mm. she was basically uh, perfect. Um, but in, the, in yeah. the book, it was pretty much he, uh, she bankrupted him and took him to the cleaners. I think <laughs> so. I was like, it was right. a curious documentary. John Voight on it, and it had his adopted son and everything. And uh, I basically, I mean, the love of his life was Sally Field, and he enormously regrets not marrying her and having kids with her. But then he ended up with Lonnie, um, and it did not turn out mm. well in the end for old Bert. But it was a, a curious documentary. It didn't have very much on. Um, Smokey and the Bandit, which was disappointing. But mm. it must have been made posthumously. And it, it, um, all the women in it had like massive amounts of Botox. It had like, no expression. Yeah. <laughs> no need. <clears throat> all we're watching at the minute is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is that any non-stop. good? Non-stop. Because I've, seen, I've seen it on uh, Netflix. It keeps recommending it to me. And I'm getting, it's brilliant. I'm getting close to the end of Trailer Park Boys. And it does look... You've seven or eight funny. series oh. to go at. And there's about 22 episodes... In a season. What's that about? I What's think, the premise? Uh, cop precinct in Brooklyn, staffed entirely by lunatics. It's brilliant. It's as funny as. It is really funny. Not just, you know, playing it funny. I don't know who writes it. Um, but it's it, it's ace. Their police captain is um, uh, the first gay black police captain to be uh, in New York City boroughs and that. But he's... Uh, He's just that straight, you know, he's a stiff straight, sort of, hello, how are you? Everything's very, it's all very dryly delivered, everything's very, hmm. But it's it's funny as, and all characters are cast perfectly, and actors are cast apart brilliantly. It is just hysterical. It is, um, I don't know how you can have, uh, like, a theory like that. So there's, you know, there's, like, the good-looking wide boy one, there's the... Ditsy secretary, there's the over in, over ambitious female detective, there's the two fat useless ones. There's all you know, there's mm-hmm. sort of a standard thing, and there's a sergeant who's a bodybuilder and he's just he's just off his nut. And you think, right, it's brilliant, but they surely can't keep going with this right. because they're gonna run out of ideas. But they do hundred and forty three episodes. Yeah, Yeah, one. it's absolutely brilliant and everyone you watch is brilliant. It's not you don't get to thinking, oh, God, we're going round again. But 
It's mega. I just sit down at night, put that on at nine o'clock, watch three or four of those every night, and go to bed. After. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. with trailer park boys, just sitting, binging my way through yeah. that. That's what I, I'm sticking to one series at a time. I'm not jumping between things because I tried mm. to start watching Narcos Mexico again uh, when I was in the mm. midst of trailer park boys, and I was just like, no, this doesn't work. I'm watching one thing at a time until its conclusion, and then I'll go and start on something else. Like, but. Uh, Alright, I'll start, I'll start on that next time. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, that's the recommendation for this. Yeah, it's, it, it's awesome. I finally moved into 20th century at least. Now, I've uh, I've actually bought an inverter after 25 years. Is this like going to be like a inverter. hard-wired one, or is it one that you just plug in it's the a, cigarette light or socket? No, it's a proper thing. It's it's like a nuclear power station. It's Bloody good thing is like to have. It came from Mr. Chris Richards in uh, in Norfolk at Chris Richards Transport. He got a spare one, so he fired it up, and he um, rather thoughtfully labelled the box to be delivered to our workshop as www.dildosdirect.co.uk, which was nice. That uh, caused a stir. Thanks, Chris, you bastard. Um, and there it is now. I'm just looking for a, a reputable Sparky that's not going to use scotch locks and nah, tape. I'm going to have it fitted. Ah, they need to, they need to be fitted with substantial cable, like directly Aye. to the. Well, I can tell terminals on end of it Aye. are massive, so it's it's going to need Rubber. some like three core from uh, a fridge or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to let Sparky do it, and um, then I might actually have a telly and wagon for. Well, you can. I mean, the thing yeah. is, as well, the good thing if you've got the big inverter is you can just take you just go and buy. Mm. A cheap domestic microwave and like a little toaster, which are just cheap ones to keep in the lorry, and that can make life a lot easier. I've only ever had an inverter mm. in one truck for a short while, and it was an Australis, mm. uh, an old Australis. So um, great, th- great, useful things to to have. I did miss the microwave from the Scania when I had the Iveco this week because that made yeah. life a lot. E- that made life a lot easier, but. It- I just, um, that's still the only truck I've had with a microwave in it, apart from my Foden, which doesn't count because I installed it but didn't go to work in it. So. Well, that's the driver. You know, I had that Volvo fortnight three weeks ago and I had that rather stunning Dometic microwave in top mm-hmm. locker that was 24 volt. That was amazing. So I obviously went straight onto, uh, onto Google. How much? And <laughs> 700. Yeah, it's because... It... 700 whackers for that microwave, so I thought, right, there's got to be a better way to but, do this, but uh, I discovered that taking food from home and taking Weight Watchers bloody lasagna and stuff is a lot better than living on uh, on garage sandwiches for a week, so uh, I thought, right, seeing as we're doing lockers and we're doing interior currently, we'll, uh, when we pull lockers out at the top to change and put painted ones, we'll run some wiring up there from this inverter and uh, install a micro Well, the microwave fits and brilliantly in the centre-top locker. Um, we built a, like a, a wooden mm. plinth up for it, and it fitted in there nicely. The, the reason that the 24-volt microwaves are so expensive is because they come with a built-in inverter. Um, yeah. So you're mm. as well having a separate inverter, so you can run whatever you want off it. You can have, like, you know... Ah, you could go and get a, an old CRT television, you know. <laughs> mm. One of those alligator chainsaws, those electric chainsaws. Aye, you could go and plug that, in one, and plug in one of them with an extension cord, down. Anyway, so we've got a weekend of pain coming when uh, Mr. Steve Twig, interior painter extraordinaire, has finished painting all my interior panels because they've got to all go in. How much interior so panels? Gonna... This or the blue plastic? Is it you're doing the dashing or that? All, all the blue, all the blue that's not covered in Alcantara currently is going to be white, like the steering wheel dash, oh. uh, dash top, top lockers side pieces where the sun visors are windscreen pillars visors all that business it's all going to be done and then i'm going to get into craig's ribs at west coast custom to get 
some flooring done and um, see how far we can go before I run out of money or uh, enthusiasm. Mm. That'll be good. Well, it's, it's here to stay. Low emissions zones are off the agenda. You know, mm. that's good. You're not going to... Birmingham's starting to shout a bit, You're not going to have to go and stick a camera on the side of it or anything like that, are you? No. And the day I've got any of this Angles Mort bollocks stuck down I the went, side of the day. I when did this appear? Is that just for European trucks going to Europe? That's for France. Mort. It's just for France. What, what does Angles Mort actually mean? Well, I imagine Mort dead Dead's, and Angles um, will be telling you, if you go in this bit here on this diagram, I'm going to run over you and kill you. Right, this is for Francais, but if you're forced, you'd have magnetic ones, wouldn't you? You'd take them off and throw them in locker when you're not using them and... Any of those. Spoil a nice wagon, mm-hmm. sticking bloody rubbish downside. But uh, there's stickers for them everywhere, so I take it. They must have just come in for 2021 because they've got it on them everywhere now. Uh, there's a magnetic one mm. there, you can buy them from Amazon as magnetic. Yeah. So you can just put them on and then yeah. take them off again. All right. Angles mocked stickers for France. Do, 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 do. I wonder if we're going to do it with Wobble Box if we go to France. Yeah, well, I'm reading on a caravan forum at the moment about it. All vehicles of all nationalities over three and a half tons when driving in urban areas in France. Oh, I don't know then. Mm. Aye, I wanna, I got my Irish foreign birth registration through the post this week as well. So that means mm. that I can apply for my Irish passport. Should it be useful? Should, should I wish to, in the future, maybe one day move to Scandinavia? How Irish do you actually have to prove yourself to be to get Irish a, enough, a, an Irish passport? My mum's had a lot of um, the family history done. Uh, a chap's done it and he's traced it back to like the 1700s. And we've got quite a lot of um, Irish ancestors from the county Antrim area. Uh, you don't have to have a granny. Yeah, you need a, gra- you need a gran or a grandparent who is Irish. Uh, and my dad's mum, my grandmother, uh, was Irish. She was from Lisbon. Uh, so you can apply to go in the foreign birth register, which in turn entails mm. into the passport, but you will need your birth certificate, your parents' birth certificate, your grandparents' birth certificate, marriage certificate if relevant, and death certificates. And then you send them all the way to Ireland, and I did that about 19, 20 months ago. And that's it, just mm. come back now with from coronavirus, so it's a long, drawn-out mm. process. But if you've got an Irish grandparent then you are entitled to uh, apply to go in the foreign bus register and get an Irish passport. Kate has. So, might come in her, her granny's 90 and she's, she's from... Where are they from? Kerry, I think. Yeah. So I'll have to crack on and get that done this week because I'm back at my... De- I know I've been right. gallivanting for the last three months with the Volvo, the big Scania, and then the Iveco, but I've got... Convoy at Thruxton looks like it's definitely going ahead. There's no reason why not, because it's in England and it's not in Scotland or Wales, so, you know, they're not going to go and get yeah. paid to it 3rd and 4th of July, so that would be nice. Um, uh-huh. But I need to do the programme for that, and I need to do two, three-week issues of the magazine as well, uh, which is a bit uh, annoying. I was going to write up that Volvo this weekend, then I got... Um... Bollocksed commercial motor. Well, no, I got bollocks as well, but I opened commercial motor on Friday night when I got home and saw that Bob's already done it, so I thought, no, yeah, that's me off the hook. No, it is not you off the hook. So It's in trucking, it's new, in trucking driver as well that Bob's written up something I've from. bought a new Epson scanner, I so I'm just going to scan that lot and uh, email you that. Oh, great. No, I, I need your driver's diary for the week uh, for team trucking driver. Yeah. You're not off the hook with that. 
<laughs> well, I haven't done one of those for months, have I? Let's be fair. No, you haven't. No, so you really should. People are people want to know what's happening. You know, what's what's happening with the food and then how you did you get on with your big Volvo FH sixteen seven fifty? You've got Mr. Bootles to read about now. You're all right. You don't need me. We do need you. Oh. Still need like at least like twelve hundred words, please. On that, Can't. thank you very much. Can't I express my love for the Volvo through contemporary dance and just email that to you? Okay, if you actually do it and it's at least five minutes long. I've got a leotard. Good. I was having a bit of... Well, I was listening to a bit of uh, Bonnie Tyler on Meatloaf this week because uh, Jim Steinman passed away on Monday who was a writer Mm. of all those sort of things. So if you want to do it to uh, Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero um, in your leotard, then yes, I'll let you off. Alternatively, no. I, I do actually need those four pages for the magazine, please. You could subtitle a video holding out for a weirdo if yeah. I'm prancing about in a leotard looking like an onion smuggler. Yeah, that would, do, that would be fine. No, you're just going to have to... Um, mm. You're going to have to not get bollocks next Saturday and get up bright and early on Sunday. <laughs> have you heard yourself? Have you heard yourself? Alternatively, pubs are open, alternatively a pubs are open oh. out in bloody Scotland or not. I think things are opening in... Monday or something, but everything's so ferociously restricted. No, you could write it when you're bollocksed on the Saturday night. All the bloody services are shut for food, because yesterday morning I had to go and drop the Iveco off at Newcastle, and then Steve Mm -hmm. McCann, the photographer, was in the car, so I sent him on ahead. I says, go into Johnston Bridge and get us a McDonald's breakfast, please, and I'll go and meet you. He goes in, says, everything's still closed up. And everything in England's been open for over a month. It's like, cheers, thanks for your support. Motorway services this time didn't show. In, in Scotland, they are. No, really? I, you can't, you can't. Oh, McDonald's is shut at Johnston Bridge and it shut at Bothwell, um, like a ghost town. So I went to go into Carlisle to get a McDonald's breakfast. She's off her tits, that woman. She's it's, crackers. The restaurant thing as well, what we've discovered with the restaurant is, because Alistair from Transport News was trying to book a restaurant, because we've got people oh. coming up from England to go and do a meeting with a client. So he was trying to book a restaurant. He says, can I book the table for seven o'clock? Uh, no, sir, that won't be ideal because we've got to shut at eight o'clock at night. Great. And they can't serve alcohol either. So it's basically, they're not, and you need to be seated one metre apart. So if you've got a table with eight, eight people, they don't have enough space in the restaurant. So they don't have enough space to accommodate mm-hmm. enough people. They don't have enough time to be open to make enough of a profit. And they can't sell no. alcohol, which is a large part of their profits. So for a lot of restaurants, it's not actually worth them opening at all because of the lunatic uh, restrictions imposed on them yeah. by uh, our dear leader up here. So it, yeah. it's enormously frustrating. I'm looking for... I'm going down to England on... The twentieth of May for a Volvo event at Millbrook. Uh, just mm. you know, I'm like, right. I'm not going to be. I don't think I'll be driving in May uh, for a week, so I'm yeah. just going to go down there and uh, look forward to a taste of something more approaching normality. Because um, what she doesn't seem to be wanting to relinquish her control of things up in Scotland no. so much. It's uh, quite frustrating, really. Considering the amount of cases that they've got now, it seems to be quite uh, well under control and the vaccination thing seems to be making a difference. And, aye. It really is. Uh, it really, really is. It's um, it's God. time we're uh, released. It is. I've had, my, um, I've had my prices back from Volvo, you know, for the... Because uh, I was that... See, 
enamoured by the Volvo. Well, seeing as, see as you're now um, completely redoing the interior and the folding and putting an inverter on that tail. Well, she's staying. <laughs> she's staying. It I don't, matter, I don't you know, believe your eldest daughter would ever allow you to sell it anyway. I think she views it as her inheritance. No. I can't have one till January, however, if I want one, but I've had a prize for a 540 dual clutch oh. and a turbo compound. Spec'd up to my spec, and it's not as brutal as I thought, really. Mm. I was led to believe by a few of the shouty minorities that, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, it'll be a million pounds, blah, blah, blah. But it's not. 540 dual clutch with all the tackle on board that I require comes in at 111, which is a lot of money, but it's still relatively little compared to a fleet spec S500 Scania, as you're probably aware, at 113. That's a dual clutch. And that's a dual clutch 540 XL cab Globetrotter. Mm. Right, that'd be 4.1 some, wheelbase. That'd be some better kit, that. Right, and turbo compound, oddly, is only four grand cheaper. Well, would that be a 500 turbo compound? Mm. Uh, uh, the turbo compounds yeah, are, are, are um, interesting, like because they use so little revs. They've got such a narrow power band, but they they they, they hold yeah. on to the they've got a huge amount of torque, so they hold on to it for that long, that much longer. Yeah. I think you'd probably be better off with the five forty though for the work that um, you do. I think the turbo compounds are more aimed at double shifters that are kind of you yeah. know trunking day, trunking day and night. That's where they get the best return on it. And your variety of work, I think you would get more enjoyment. And um, better results from the five forty mm-hmm. with the dual clutch. Yeah, the point. Yeah, the point of this five minutes is is just that I'm quite surprised that it's as cheap as it is when you consider what else in that power bracket, you know, that power band is available by different manufacturers. It's um, so far, you know, so far cheaper than a Scania. It's ridiculous. It's just. A little bit dearer than Renault with tag that we were quoted for. Yeah, you know, it's, um, certainly. Are... It's a lot of truck for its mm. money. I think it's definitely a lot of truck for its money. That I think that four sixty uh, Stralis Stralis S way that I had uh, this week. I think that was like literally half the price of the seven seventy S. You could get two of them for the price of. Mm-hmm. Price of one of them, you know. But I mean, they're completely. I mean, one of them's like a, a, a prestige super truck, and the other one's a fleet vehicle. So, shows you the difference. Mm-hmm. But the highest compliment I can pay that Iveco is I jumped into it, and I've got no complaints about it for the week. You know, if 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 you were going to get find something to pick fault with things, having a week in a, a top spec V8 would show up shortcomings and something else. And the Iveco was fine, but and oh, that's curious with your Volvo. Yeah. That's um, mm-hmm. like that, you know, but. Uh, Foden's going to be Foden's going to be um, front and centre for a while longer. Methinks she's never going to go away. She even when she retires, no, you, you know, can't sun do will be that. Out and... No, that's going to be a nightmare unless you sell it to someone in Cornwall who does steam rallies and you never ever see yeah. it. Who doesn't use Facebook and you never well, yeah. ever see it again. You know that. Well, you know how much I've been offered for her. Yeah. If it were about the money, it should should have gone. You know because it's a profit. On what we paid on it, um, eighteen years thing ago. Is though, it's, it's she's going to be a continually appreciating asset until such mm. point times as the government bans diesel engines, like long off into the future, which is um, just yeah. when we'll be like very old and decrepit. Hopefully, you know. It's just a bit of a steep. It's just a bit of a steep curve, you know, going from zero deposit to mm. uh, hundred grand of the new kit. But you know, whatever. Um, I'll just have to use the bounce back loan because <laughs> it's uh, it's sitting there in its little cupboard doing nothing. So I, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing, but 
she is uh, well on top of the job we're on at the minute. I finally, after 18 years, had a proper Anderson lead fitted and wired in rather than buggering about taking the battery box off like we do every year for just. It just occurred to me that I was getting seriously hacked off doing um, garden centres with urban fridge. Mm. Doing sort of nine, ten drops a day, pulling battery box lid off wouldn't really tickle me. So I got Ash Leith into wire me 170 amps worth of uh, that's Anderson good. lead in and a bloody big fuse. Oh, that's good. And it's like I said earlier, you know, even trucks that don't have big engines and huge power outputs, as long as they're willing, as long as the thing's actually like going and doing as doing the job as hard as it can, and it's not like um, hobbled yeah. by electronics, if you know what I mean. Then that's yeah. that's exactly what um, uh, stuff like a Cummins-powered Foden would do because it's not got all those. She's doing good, you know. She's doing good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a mixed week of a three thousand k, now she's doing eight and a half to nine, which I can't argue because I may be dragging twenty seven ton of minerals over Pennines like I've done twice this week, or I might just you know have a full week on lettuce and other such gubbins, mm-hmm. and she's averaging out round about nine and you always get people blowing smoke up your ass oh it's it's knackered mine does 27 to gallon ah, blah 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 yeah right well you want to drag 27 ton of Brighouse bank twice mm. a week and and reload timber out to docks at liverpool and come back to the way in an 11 litre ah, and but... you're telling me you're getting 11 and a half to gallon you're talking out of your hat so yes she's doing well I can't falter, and until such a time she goes bang, she'll carry on doing well. I, I don't know where some people manage to and get the most incredible fuel figures from, but continue, what are you going to say? Fantasy Island or 10-ton trailers. She's got a big birthday looming, a big, big birthday. Whoa. She's 4,000 4, miles away from a million miles. Oh. Not kilometres. We did. We did a million k ages ago. But she's I. She's a million miles coming up in four thousand miles. So probably end of next week. A week after she'll be on a million. So I suppose I better get her a cake. Or I should get a little get a little um, plaque made up so you can just stick it on the million mile club something like that. Aye. Well, she's having she's having her early birthday presents now with Steve painting all that interior and. A chap from Ipswich is coming up on, I think it's next Saturday, if that's 1st of May, he's coming up to fit me an amp and a sub and some new speakers. Oh, really? Here and there. Really? You got the speakers, well, you got yeah, the speakers having, in the back wall having, on yours? Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do, take them out extra and put extras in? Well, he's coming in his van from Ipswich and he's going to do whatever he does and I'm going to pay him and he's going to go home. So, I don't know. He knows what I want and um, he's had me measuring uh, cupboard spaces and stuff for uh, amps and, and this and that to go in so I'm staying out of it I'll I'll be there in yard with a cup of tea for him when he lands and I'll be there with checkbook when he goes I'm just going to stay out at technical stuff as long as I can listen to my oh, rubbish God, it's, all, it's all happening right. isn't it it's all happening with the food yeah, it, it seems a bit back to front doesn't it I've had it sharp on for 18 years and suddenly I'm doing all this stuff I should have done right at the beginning but I, I don't know I just don't know just making it a better environment to spend 70 or 80 hours a week. So Exactly, banging tunes. And the one big job mm. that I'm not looking forward to is all that nasty blue velour, if you if you want, that fabric, gubbins, roof lining, back wall lining, all that. There's, That's going to be the last big job to sort that, and I'm not, I'm not sure what to do. There's a special set of tools. That you, my mate Brian's got a special set of trim tools that he bought from Snap-on, which have got a lot of kind of like forked ends on them, which are good for taking out 
don't like, like don't try yeah. to use a screwdriver to go and take out this the, the what would you call them the plastic grommets and things. Yeah. There's specialist tools that get right under them to pop them out nicely. Because uh, otherwise, if you try and go at it with like a mm. a universal tool like a screwdriver, you'll end up mangling them. Um, but it does get. Yeah, I've, heard, yeah. I've heard the folk taking them out I'd, for I'm, air horns and things. I, I never bothered with my phone when I had it because I looked at it and went, "Sod that." <laughs> but there's yeah. there's a special set of tools gonna, that you can uh, get which would help a lot with that. When those lockers are out next weekend at weekend after when Steve comes to f- help me fit the ones he's painted, then I'll be able to get to the bottom of those Hadleys on roof and find out why those Hadleys have always, since they were fitted, been breathless. I don't know whether there's a restrictor in pull chain or whether there's a restrictor in arms as it goes in, but there's something causing those to just go... Well, maybe you've got a, That's maybe you've got a got. I mean, I've just got arm blasters underneath, but... Hmm. Well, that's being said. That's been mentioned. No, um... He didn't install them with the biggest pipe, to be right, because that pull chain involves 6mm pipe, but even with 6mm pipe, they should be a lot louder than they are. Mm. So I wonder if there's a reed in one of valves, you know, a restrictor. But obviously, when the cupboards are down and we can get at them, I'll be able to finally have a look. Oh, oh good stuff. See if we can get them. Somewhat light noisy, because they're a bit, they're a bit wimpish. <sighs> Exciting um, times, man. And I've got a Turkish whistle that... I have not connected a yet. Turkish whistle? Mild what the hell's annoyance. A, what the hell's a Turkish whistle? A Turkish whistle. It's one of those that goes... You know, one of those things. No. It, um, that's going to go down where the factory horns fitted because there's air and electric down there. It's just a sort of friendly way of telling a dick on a bike who's come up your inside that you're going to run over him before you give him arm blasters and give him a nosebleed. Uh. I think you should get the side scan from uh, Brigade Angles. or whatever now and record your own Ian Paisley soundtrack over the top of it now, though. I think that'd be, that'd be better. That needs to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, this vehicle is turning left now! <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is to do a Northern Irish accent. It probably is. I am. I am um, part uh, part Irish, and and it's all right. You're fine. Have I got your permission? Um, Yeah, yeah, you've got my permission now. Seeing as I'm like officially almost officially Irish. Good. And I like the Saw Doctors, and um, I like Marty Moore, and thus I am. Exactly. I need to say say I get well soon to Marty because he's not been well. He was in hospital there. Aye, what's going on there? I don't know exactly, but. he seems to be on the mend a bit now, but he was very unwell, so shout mm. out to Marty Moan. Um, yeah, I saw that online, told lad. Mm. Poor chap. T- a touch of the Covid. Mm, don't know, might have been. Completely mm-hmm. guessing. Let us know, Marty. Yeah, I don't want to be nosy, like, you know, just want to say, get well soon. Mm. <laughs> Unless it's something embarrassing. Well. And then we want to know. Oh, yeah. If you've had your little fella trapped in something, we need to know. Mm. We won't tell anybody, we promise. No, nobody, nobody <clears> listens <throat> to this podcast anyway, so it's fine, you know. No. If you want to broadcast something. Only funny people in the middle of the night. Strange uh, people, are. Even I've started listening to it a bit now. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody emailed me uh, last one we did and said, This is the best one yet. And I think that was a magic round The Charlton and, and the Wheelers one. Oh. Yeah. That one. So it shows you the level that we're playing to, doesn't it? So, we Does have, uh, the less, the less have, truck content. We haven't reached more, those pinnacles this week. Is. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Mm. We haven't. But then again, you know, it's free. We're gonna let you get on because you Peaked. need to go and you need to get on the lettuce. I do. 
I do. I've got to go take a load of timber to Wren Kitchens at Barton that I've had held hostage since Friday because I've had enough Friday. Yeah. Drop that at Barton, nip over Bridge, go to a farm, pick up a trailer full of lettuce and go to Newport in Shropshire, which is um, just down the road from my old stomping ground at Harper Adams when I was a farming boy. And that's my favourite job. It's grand. We go down past Western Park, down A5, you know, Canuck, all that way down. A5. Turn right up, and it's a right outfit, this uh, salad growing farm. Mm. It's a bloody right outfit. Wall to wall, John Deere, as far as the eye can see. Mm. In there, drop and swap, trailer empties, and get back up here tonight. And then um, late start tomorrow, obviously. And I'm tomorrow I'm on um, chocolate, chunky chocolate, big bags of from York down to Telford for Muller to stick in their corner yoghurt corners to throw into your yogurt so i'm on chocolate chips tomorrow splendid sounds all right that's another good job i'm back in the office to go and read hundreds of emails hey ah unlucky unlucky uh, i'll send you some nudes i'll send you some nudie pics later on so right of you but better if it was somebody of course was somebody else. you don't think i get a chance to take pictures of anybody else naked these days do you i, I don't know i don't know what you get up to in truck stops like Good stuff, right? right. On, that on that horrific, that horrific, horrific note, yes. I'm, cool, I'm going to go cool. find some some food and tang outfit to wear this afternoon, cool. checky shirts and cool. all that business, and we're going to get off. Yes, Sydney. cool. We're going to get off. See you later. Cheers. See how many memos are out driving around now. Lockdown's over. Mm, more than uh, week by week, it's increasing, increasing bit by bit. There's more morons on the road. And there we go. Well, we'll know that things are getting back to normal this afternoon if there's at least one upturned caravan on M6, won't we? Ah, uh, no doubt. Because it's not, it's not really spring without a smashed-to-bits caravan somewhere on a weekend. So. It is. I passed a, I passed a broken-down Volkswagen camper van um, on the A1 yesterday, and I was like, oh, yeah, definitely, that's the start of um, spring. Those bloody things ever go anywhere without breaking down. Who knows? What old school T2 yeah, thing? Yeah, a little narrow thing, a little classic thing with the air. Ah, old air cool job, right? <laughs> Useless yeah. bloody things. Arsenal in A1 at 12,500 revs at 56 mile an hour with it cooking. Ah, it's sitting broken down at the side of the road and the police were on their way to it. I was like, ah, hard work, those things. T5s are no more reliable, are they? Because they have catastrophic engine failure, these fancy T5s and 50 grand a pop. So. Oh, did they, man? At least. At least in these old things, in these old Herbie-style jobs, um, you've got a bit of kudos on you. Well, you sat broken down outside the road on your way to Newquay. Mm. <laughs> right, on that note, right, catch Douglas. you later. It's, it's been emotional. Mm. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.